Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Collaborative Leaders Podcast. Today, we are sponsored by Whitworth's Masters in Administrative and Nonprofit Leadership. This program can equip you with the skills to manage personnel, lead with integrity and commitment, and deliver positive change to those around you. This program is ideal for anyone interested in a career advancement within their current organization, leadership in nonprofits, and higher education administration. To get more information, visit whitworth.edu. Good evening, Spokane. This is the Collaborative Leaders Podcast. I'm here with me, Grace, Duke, and Ian. I hope that you got something meaningful out of our first episode. We really appreciate all the feedback. I want to continue to share our experience and wisdom with you all. The topic of podcast number two is about being an unwavering leader and who we think embodies this type of leadership. Uh, we're going to first off with Grace here about what we believe here, what her um, individual example is, or uh, a definition of what unwavering leadership is, or what a leader is. Okay, to me, uh, an unwavering leader would be somebody who doesn't wave from their original leadership. Uh, But on the real, it would be somebody who sticks with what they believe in, they embody that, they show that every day. Um, Even in hard times, their their character doesn't change. Um, Basically, that's that's what I would say is my definition. Um, I think this is one word that that you could probably use a couple different things right here. And something that I think is synonymous really with unwavering is the word grit. Um, that's something that, that I use a lot in, in my job is just the, the word grit. And we define it for our offense. And it's uh, passion and perseverance towards long-term goals. Um, and I, I think that's really... If I had to put it, a, a true definition towards it, that's probably what I'd use there. Absolutely. Dude? Yeah, kind of um, building off of Ian's, um, not necessarily a definition, but maybe what I just believe unwavering means is just someone who's invested in something much bigger than just themselves, uh, whether that's an idea um, or uh, a concept or a belief, all those different things. It's this idea of how can I be invested in something much bigger than me personally um, that can reach so many other people? Um, so unwavering, um, that, that would be what I would say. Yeah, building on what you said, that being self essentially and staying true to your roots, um, knowing that a lot of people try to sway to really test your sort of, sort of grit, as you said, like how much you can take. Um, that definitely is what I think of with unwavering, just that's like the house that does, that weathers the storm and everything else is basically destroyed around it. But you know, with good construction or one and a good foundation, you know, it won't fall. And that's what I'll segue into an example um, about a wavering leadership in your guys' individual lives. And we'll go off the end there first. Um, this is a tough question. Um, we have a lot of those in our lives, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it happens pretty frequently, and I'm gonna kind of continue a trend from from the first episode and you know talking talking about our parents um i think that's a very easy way to to talk about my mother um and kind of absolutely um you know the the military thing Uh, my dad was gone for a lot of my childhood um, on deployment and stuff like that and um you know my mom 
was, in all honesty, kind of dealt a tough hand at times, but just you would never, yeah, yeah. And, and you would never have known. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, dealing with the two boys and myself and my brother, and I'm not afraid to say it, we probably weren't the easiest kids to, to handle. Um, but you know what, the, that was never, that was never a thing. And I think it goes back to the, uh, you know, the bigger, the bigger purpose, you know, and it's, I think when you're, when you're rooted in something that you're really passionate about, and that was kind of what her why was, that was her purpose of, of being here is really just to, to be a mom. Um, when you have that purpose, it becomes pretty dang easy to, to move past, you know, roadblocks. Definitely. And then not having, I mean, you can only see so much. I mean, you can see someone's physical presence and then you don't know what's going on at home or the different spaces. I mean, we have a lot of private spaces. You have the workplace, school, and then, you know, moms, even dads too, they'll, the second shift they call it basically, then they come home and now you have to be a parent and nurture. Um, I'll move over here to Grace and who she thinks in her life is an amazing leader. In my life. Well, I'm going to do an example. They're not in my life, but I feel like I watch him enough to know exactly who he is. Uh, my boy, Russell Wilson. Uh, I would say he, just from like, you know, videos, watching him play, seems to be an unwavering leader to his teammates. You know, always being like the rock in the hard situation, uh, making sure that he's steady and not like exploding when like situations get tough. Obviously, I don't know him personally. Cool. Yeah, and, but from what you can tell, like, when he plays, he's always level-headed. He's always, like, building up his teammates and being like, hey, you got to do this next time and, like, getting on them when there is a bad situation. And just, but he's very consistent with how he talks to people and how he acts in his home life, like what you see on social media, at least, and all that. So, to me, he would be a very great example and an unwavering leader. Dude. Yeah, um, I think uh, the guy that comes to mind for me would be our campus pastor here, uh, Forrest Buckner. Shout out Forrest. Shout out Forrest. Um, the reason I say that is at first, obviously, I have a special relationship with Forrest. He, he baptized me and um, he's just, he, well, I asked him to be one of the guys that would be there during that ceremony because of the way I respected him for his faith. and. I think unwavering is the best way to describe his faith. There is absolutely nothing in this world, um, honestly, if we're talking about negative situations, you know, people getting sick or cruel injustice or just things unspeakable, even things that we can't wrap our minds around, um, he's able to um, share the word of Jesus in a way that um, he's never going to back down from his faith and maybe why that happened and the, the grand purpose um, that those things are happening. Um, but really special man, and I think something that, again, tying it into the beginning when I was saying something, you know, believing in something bigger than yourself. I mean, just every single word that that man speaks, you can just see that um, there's a purpose behind it. And honestly, hearing kind of the other people talk, purpose is something that I've, I've kind of heard is a, a common a word. theme yeah, purpose. with this unwavering is you, you must have that that purpose that drives you um, in order to be an unwavering leader but yeah, so, Forrest definitely 
And going off of that too as well, I mean, I would, I would go back to my mom, like I share that same background that Ian does with having a dad who was deployed multiple times and a mom who had to step up there to, you know, be, uh, to raise another another daughter and then also have a son there too. And I mean, I'm very, very grateful for how she was able to do it. I mean, life with uh, school and work was tough enough, but I mean, having kids is a whole different ball game. Um, but I will also just for an awakening leader here on campus um, that was brought to mind here by Duke would be Mama Beans, um, someone who had a lot of you know kids there, got a strong family, um, but also had these uh, was a very young mom and having to you know raise that you know having to go through discrimination by being a woman and also being a black woman there as well and how she is every time I see her always smiling always got something positive and can talk to anyone and that's something that's all leaders should have be able to talk to anyone no matter you know if they were born here in, in the suburbs or in an urban area um, financially stable no finances at all you'll be able to talk to everyone and so uh, we'll go ahead next into um, do we consider our uh, leadership to be unwavering individually um, we'll go here to do to start yeah before I start I, I gotta say something you brought up mama beans and this last Friday, um, we, had a, we had a team meeting for our football program. So 120 guys on Zoom, obviously because we can't be uh, in person, but we had a special guest uh, to wrap up, to wrap up our, our Zoom meeting, it was Mama Beans. And I've never seen so many 18 to 23, 24 year old guys just so engaged because- She takes your attention right Oh there. my gosh, Absolutely. she was, speaking from the heart and again um, her purpose for why she believes she's here on earth just shines through in every every behavior and every word that she says so incredibly genuine yeah yeah really cool that you brought that up and i didn't even think about that yeah now another thing too uh you know kind of taking another segue here was that i probably would have uh, gone to a different school after what had been for a while being just kind of keep me i was being a freshman going through a rough kind of transition um, from high school to being a college student. And uh, she brought me in the office and laid it out to me. It's like, you know, you have people here, you have a support system, and you know, you're a, a strong individual here. You're just going through a tough time like we all are. Don't think you're alone, but no, there's a lot at the end of the tunnel, basically. And through that, I mean, I just wish I had more time to see her, but uh, she definitely is someone that, uh, you know, she's in my corner for sure. And a lot of people's corners as well. That's awesome. On the topic of unwavering, kind of another thing that I don't think we've touched on is that that idea of the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think in order to, to be unwavering, we've, we've covered a couple things that, that you need to be able to do that. And one is, is your really your purpose, your why. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, there has to be a level of, of just confidence that's kind of rooted in, in that. And just when, when things get tough, there has to be a confidence, a belief that it's not going to stay this way. There's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to be able to push, push through it. Um, and really, I think that that confidence has to come, you know, somewhat from whatever you're trying to do, from the, the preparation that you've, the work that you've put in to be able to do that job. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of steps that can go into to building unwavering. I think that's something that'd be important for us to touch on, even for the listeners, to understand that. A lot of the stuff, these these qualities of, of being a leader, you know, aren't things that people are just born with. Mm-hmm. They're things that you gotta work on and develop and they're actually traits that you can grow in yourself and help grow in others. Absolutely. 
I think the description that Grace gave about Russell Wilson about being consistent, mm -hmm. I think that's that's a quality that I think that he had to work on, right? I don't think exactly. that's something you're just born with. He's, yeah. He's got to have that grit. Slept that, on to going into the league, you know, yeah. even when he was in college, just, you know, everything is negative, yeah. hardly anything positive. And that can wear on you and just another testament to being that strong and wavering leader. Like, I'm confident in who I am as a person. I don't really care what these animals have to say. They're not me and they don't know me. Yeah. And so from that point on, I'll make everyone a believer at that point instead of a doubter. Yeah. Definitely great example. Yeah. I think Russ as an example is great. Football is just a, a great way to be able to measure the preparation because what happens on, on Sundays is a direct reflection of what happens during the week. And especially playing, playing the quarterback position, that's, that's probably where the preparation becomes most important. You know, and Russ isn't great on Sundays just because he's a great athlete. He's great on Sundays because he's great when it comes to the preparation that probably starts as soon as the game ends on Sunday, you know, all the way throughout the week. Um, so there's there's a lot that goes into to him being able to do that. Yeah, how many times do you see athletes after winning a game like post right back? I mean, they're in the gym. You know, they're running for two hours, an hour, and they're back. You know, lifting, benching, whatever, like in the ice bath, doing the next thing. It, it's just it doesn't stop because you know you've chalked one up. It's you know we're on to the next one at that point, lost or a win. Okay. So the biggest you know. example that comes to mind for that is is Jalen Hurts when he was in college. Jalen Hurts transferred to. Oklahoma and he had something to prove because Tua um, Tua came in and beat him out and he was frustrated by it so as he as he starts playing QB for Oklahoma they start winning ball games first thing he does he's, he's right back in the weight room right after a football game people are like man this is crazy I remember seeing that, that was <laughs> just, wow unbelievable you could tell that guy is driven by something much bigger than just himself imagine influence out there too that were like, you know, how we just go celebrate, just go out and take it, get a drink or something. I mean, you know, playing you know, the best talent in the country. And, you know, he's has the resilience to be like, no, I'm, I mean, I'll see you. You know, you guys will have fun, right? But this is what I need to do. I'm still not done yet. Um, and that's just, you know, we're, we're always evolving, always adapting. And so, I mean, it's just keeping to that, to that train, that routine. Um, and that will just get better and better. Um, on to our next one, uh, our next, list here um, basically I think all of us here in this room are unwavering leaders but and how did you know we get there basically um, or what do we still maybe need to improve on um, since we you know are unable to adapt that I guess I'll start with myself um, that definitely I would consider myself to be unwavering I never uh, thought that um, I would be shaken by my moral and ethics it was really ingrained in me by my mom um, but there were times that I should have spoken up more and that's definitely something I've worked on to be a more constructive person in how I am wording things or how I make the avenue or segue to my point. Definitely something that I uh, continue to work on. I've gotten better at, but uh, I guess I'll move over to Grace here. Um, I would say, I know my why. I like, we've talked about it a bunch. I know why I'm doing the things I need to do and getting where I need to go. Uh, one thing I'm not good at is consistency. Uh, I feel like I'm very consistent on like on the field when I'm there, but like off the field, it's a little bit harder for me to like remember why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. You know, you get down, you're like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm 24 years old, 
in Stone College. But, you know, working on that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that'd be mine. I really like that word that you use there, Grace, like your, your why. And it's like, it's funny because all the stuff that we're saying in a way is, is really the same thing, mm-hmm. but we're saying in different ways, but just like a, another way of saying what your why is, is mm-hmm. like, what's your foundation, which is what you hit on, uh, Ethan. It's like, once you have that firm, strong foundation that regardless of the storms that are trying to, you know, blow that house over, like you're going to be strong there. So if you know your why and you know that you're built upon a strong foundation, um, then like, there's nothing that's really going to take you away from, from your purpose. You're going to be unwavering because you have that strong foundation. Um, I'm probably not answering the question. <laughs> no, I, think, I think you definitely are. I mean, once you... <laughs> Um, you know, you obviously substitute some materials out to be stronger. I mean, you get a thicker shell, um, you make something go through and then they do hurt. Um, you know, maybe there's some, you know, criticism that, you know, his closer to home than, than not, or certain circumstances that they just, they go through everything you have and they, they really do shake you, but it's just adapting as we've talked about and, you know, building up stronger so that, you know, at least those things are protected. Um, because if, you know, at least there's a foundation, we can build a house again if the worst comes to worst. Right. If it's cracking, um, then we need to focus on that before anything else. And so, we go to Ian. Grace, you are about to say something? Well, I was going to say, uh, we keep talking about our whys. I think it's important to be tell the listeners. Because a lot of people don't have a why. They're just doing it because, you know, I, I got into school here. I'm doing this because my parents want me to be here at school doing all this. So, like touching on how you find your why, I guess, or your your foundation in Absolutely. how you know like what you want to do or why it's important than more than just a game or more than just school. Yeah. And for for me it started off really as just a true passion for the game of mm-hmm. football. And in a lot of ways it, it still is that and I think that's a big chunk of of, of my why is I I just I love the game of football. Yeah more than honestly anything else in my life. I, I love I love football. But then on top of that you, you learn deeper values within what you're doing and for me my my purpose, my why has become a combination of that passion for the game and then the platform that it's given us to be able to make an impact on people. Definitely. Um, and really, I think one thing that makes it almost easy to be unwavering is when you're able to keep perspective of, for, for me, coaching football, what I'm doing right now is the only thing that I can imagine myself doing mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in my life. So uh, when I think about it that way, it just gives me, you know, an attitude of appreciation. You know, it's, and sometimes you need to remind yourself of that, but things get tough, things get crappy, and you got to kind of and remind yourself, happens. well, you know what, I'm still coaching college football, like, this might suck right now, but I'm doing what I'm meant to do, mm-hmm. so. To change the game plan, yeah. uh, change the game plan, go back and uh, basically, like, you know, in the position you are, being a leader to so many, and that will continue to be the way I always, you know, new recruits coming, 
people who talk about the program and whatnot. I mean, you're doing way more than you know you should probably think you are. And I feel like we all um, are, have that kind of ripple effect. Like you know, the rock that we are in the puddle, how we are affecting people and how those positive you know energies are are being channeled. So um, I think another uh, thing we should probably talk about is also. Um, where we see our leadership, maybe in the next, you know, three, three to five years, um, putting us and out of our grad program, uh, more uh, settled, I guess, in our day-to-day um, you know, career choices. Um, I will, I can start here, at least with myself. Um, being an insurance agent, opening up an agency of my own in the next nine months, um, definitely uh, being more seasoned in in my occupation there and having that vision to hopefully bring in more people on be like, hey, I mean, this is where I started and kind of giving that story, tell them how, wow, this was, uh, it wasn't uh, all, you know, cake and ice cream, you know, it was, you know, there were, there were some days that it was, it was pretty great, but I mean, you, you definitely need to draw from your support group. I mean, people, a lot of people think they need to do it alone or that they're um, being a burden on people, but I, strongly strongly say against that and that I mean people who really care about you they will know that that is not the case and to give them a chance definitely um, I guess I'll leave it open to the board here for anything else as well yeah no I I think in three to five years you know I want to hopefully have a foundation that's already been built that really my purpose and like to be unwavering, it, everything should look pretty similar, regardless if I'm at the same, you know, uh, I'm a strength coach at Whitworth University, or if I'm doing something else at a different role, if I'm higher up or lower down, um, I think, again, my foundation would be, you know, my faith, uh, my faith in Jesus, and have that be my foundation, but then kind of like, even what Ian was talking like, that's, football is my my platform to hopefully spread God's light into other people's lives. Um, and I know that Ian was the quote guy from, <laughs> from last episode, but I pulled one up um, and it's from one of Ian's favorites. I think it's a fan favorite amongst, amongst the crew here. It was from Kobe Bryant. Yes. Um, said the most important thing uh, is to try to inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. And again, taking it away from us but again, having a, a purpose bigger than just, you know, us as individuals and impacting how many other people can we impact on, on based on our foundation and our purpose. Um, so hopefully um, through the game of football, uh, you know, I can do that. That was in an interview, Kobe, he's, he's referenced that a few times. And um, he's talked about his transformation from when he was an 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old kid coming in the league to late in his career, where when he came into the league, it, he was just a young kid hungry to try to be the best to ever play the game. And then his, that was his why at the start, and it slowly transformed into, again, finding that deeper meaning of, he believed that the purpose uh, for anybody to be on this planet is to be able to find what your passion is in life, try to maximize that passion so that you could use yours to help other people find theirs. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty dang cool. No, definitely. Also, too, uh, I mean, the whole 
more recently the, the kind of the shut up and dribble narrative that gets thrown around that mm-hmm. athletes shouldn't talk on certain issues like they're not people. Um, he was able to, you know, quiet all those rumors. Say I'm not going to touch a basketball again. I'm going to do something else. You know, got the Grammy for the animated uh, movie, their short film, um, the book, the endorsements. Um, just being a mentor to other athletes um, and a lot of athletes there in this this uh, last year here really credit him with telling him that you know you gotta have a plan B basically. I mean, so, sometimes a plan A doesn't go what it is, but if you put all your eggs in one basket, uh, or separate all your eggs in one basket, I should say, uh, the chance of success is greater, definitely. Um, I guess I'll move over here to, to Grace on that three to five year question on leadership. Oh, um, I don't know what I'm gonna be three to five years. I didn't think I was gonna be here playing a college sport, being in my master's program, um, but, I would hope that, you know, I'm changing lives using what I know um, about leadership through lacrosse and just like what I've learned from like class and just being a human in general. Um, To use that to like change lives, like we've all said, to influence people to want to be better and do better and like be the most, use their full potential is what I hope to help people do. I think like your story alone like you've been referencing like throughout the time is like you know you say you're 24 and you're here in college right and big accomplishment but here's the thing you had to have some sort of foundation that's kept you going throughout this is obviously COVID you didn't expect COVID to happen to your lacrosse season Mm -hmm. you know all those different things like you've had to have some foundation to get you to this point and Hopefully that that's gonna remain the same in the next three to five years, yeah. regardless of yeah. what it is. But. Yeah, definitely. I definitely was thinking about quitting school after, you know, my season, and then season got canceled, and then they said you can play again, and I was like, I guess I gotta stay in school, and then I gotta play. So there's always a deeper purpose or higher purpose. So, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Well. Thank you guys for tuning in with us here. This is the Collaborative Leaders Podcast, and I have here with me Grace, Duke, and Ian. And we'll be coming back here next week to talk about another aspect of leadership, so stay tuned for that one. Um, if you can follow us on Instagram, I have a page there. Collaborative, Collaborative Leaders Podcast on Instagram. There we go. Perfect. Thank and you, guys. Have a great night, all right? Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you guys will come back next time to listen to our next episode. Again, we would like to thank our sponsors, the Whitworth Masters in Administrative and Nonprofit Leadership. This program is perfect for working adults who are looking for career advancements, advancements in their current organization, leadership in nonprofits, and higher education administration. This program is perfect and you can get it done within two to three years with evening classes. To learn more about this program, visit whitworth.edu.